Hello. Hi, we're back. Hi, Jen Shaw. <laughs> it's the only opener Where for this episode. Where were you when you heard? The thing is, unlike um, a lot of things, I have always thought this woman was guilty. And so when I heard, I was like, oh, okay. That That's exactly sense. how I felt. Like, it was really not a shock. It wasn't like wasn't a shock. It wasn't a shock. Amazing. <laughs> it was real. It was really like it felt like I was just okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go about my day. Exactly. The one thing that was the remarkable thing to me mm. was the just like full admission oh. from full denial to I know. full admission like that was hilarious. It was okay. So and if you haven't heard, I assume if you're listening to this podcast, watching whatever, you've heard this already, but Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star Jen Shaw, who'd been accused of running a nationwide telemarketing scheme targeting sen- uh, seniors, pleaded guilty to wire fraud on Monday in a dramatic courtroom reversal. She has been saying she's not guilty for a whole season. I assume the season they just filmed, she will be saying that she is innocent. I for the entire season. And they had a scene last season where her mother and Oof. she have this conversation where her mother's given how much money? Like a million Millions. dollars? Like her 401k. And, she's like, like, and Jen's like, I swear on my children. I swear I'm innocent. And just seeing her family get roped into this the whole season. That, I mean, the first thing I thought of really was that video of the two boys and like the dad, Sharif, getting like dragged out from that ring camera and all that shit. And it's like, you're putting them through so much because not only have you been like knowingly committing wire fraud for like a decade, you also knowingly signed up for such a public platform. That's the most insane part of it. It's not just this, the crime itself is crazy, of course. but the level of sociopathy to. Put yourself on national television where all your receipts are on air. Put your children on air. Like to do it so publicly is beyond. I mean, I don't know if someone like this, I don't know how often people get away with this kind of thing, but I'd imagine putting yourself on a national TV show is guaranteed you're not going to get away with it. Uh, She she said in court that she knew it was wrong and many people were harmed, and I'm so sorry. She admitted that uh, she agreed with others to commit, she agreed with others to commit with wire fraud. And knew it misled victims, over 10 of which were over the age of 55. It's just like, so you just knew this whole time. She just this knew. Was, and of course she did. There were so many signs stacked against her. Like, everyone around her had already switched their plea to guilty. So, the, again, not a surprise. But the fact that she pulled, like, the wool over her entire family's eyes, like, has done this horrible, horrible Remain thing. Remained on television throughout it. Yes. And, like, re- maintained her innocence for so long. And it's also like, I am positive they're going to put cameras up for season four of Salt Lake City so they can follow her right into the jail. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like Jersey with Teresa and everything. It is. So then she's going to 11 to 14 years in federal prison. Yes. And that's a lightened, that's a lesser sentence. Yes. She's going to miss her children's upbringing. Yes. She will not be there for like the things she apparently cared so much about. If Mm. you are a caring parent, how can you do that to your children? I cannot imagine it. It is horrifying. And I think they have to pay like $9 million in in restitution. To bring it back, uh, to get it back to the victims. (sighs) I mean, I love like in terms of housewives crimes, if no one dies, if, you know, I I like when it's money. It's so sad that this is to elders who are being Manipulated. It yes. is a terrible crime. Like she should have consequences. Absolutely. I really like when they just like don't pay their taxes. Yes, that's my favorite Me housewife too. crime. Or like they secretly did some stupid business fraud that totally. really doesn't hurt anybody. Yes. This is one of those where you're like, 
you got to go to prison. You got to go. This is bad. And it's like, I know, I feel like as liberal people, we're all pushing towards like, oh, abolition of all of this. And I'm like... I don't know if I'm there yet because no. I do want to see her in prison because this is so wrong. Agreed. A hundred percent. There needs to be a consequence for this. And because it's like this is like a pure crime of greed. Ugh. And also they were filming like Heather and Meredith were in New York because I guess they're team Jen now this season. Yeah. And- the night before <laughs> Meredith posted something on Instagram like in our justice system. Oh. You're and, innocent, or and something. to proven guilty, and, and then like milk, like overnight, just fully. Nope, you're wrong. Yeah, she had to delete the story because within 24 hours she had pled guilty, and it's like, hey, we've woo! all been that friend. We've all been. We, look, I will back you up. That's how I'm saying. Like whatever you have done, <laughs> yes. even beyond, I would still say you're innocent. Honestly, if you, if you were Jen Shaw, forget it. <laughs> I know. Same. If you were Jen Shaw. I would love you forever. I'd say I am one of the elders that you defrauded <laughs> and I want it. Yes. I am grateful I'm for grateful. it. I think they've improved all of our lives as a fraudster. Yes. Um, they call it the bury the body friend. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what we are. Everyone needs at least one. You, oh my God, you're lucky to have one. Is it bad that sometimes I, this has nothing to do with Ultimate Girl Strip, sorry, but is it sad that sometimes I feel worse for people who don't have friendships like don't have a bury the body friend more so than I feel like people are missing in most relationship in life because like this is this not the point of living (laughs) I think so so. if you ask me you ask me I think a lot of people who are in relationships are as we've seen on housewives Mm. the men are not good (laughs) that is the kindest way to put that (laughs) the men are not good. <laughs> and I'm sorry, who's with you through it all? all of no it. matter what. Your friend. The friend. The friend. <laughs> so everybody go get you a friend. Go get your friend. I think if you don't have one, I've heard online there are communities where like people meet like friends through fanfic and Yes, totally. You can find friends. They don't have to be in your um neighborhood. Right. You don't have to have Friendfinder.com. Hey. <laughs> There's meetup.com. Meetup. I've been in a meetup group since before the pandemic, and I can still not bring myself to go to one of the meetups. What is it? It's just one of the meetup, like, uh, gay black men in L.A. kind of thing. You should go. I should go, but I'm always like, oh, so many new people. Yeah, it can you know? be overwhelming. But you, don't, but then you remember they're all there for that That's reason. That's true. So you're not entering a party where it's like, why is he here? It's like literally the point is the to point. get you to meet people. Right. So That's true. You can just dip your toe. I gotta do dip. you have someone who you could force to go with you that you know even like peripherally? That also <sighs> helps me have like somebody. I, I have I have some people that I could know, but I don't know them well enough to invite them. To invite them, I yeah. feel. Yeah, I get um, that. I hate that. I, I exactly know what you're talking about when you're like, oh, it's so intimidating. It's just intimidating. Oh. Like I'm not, I don't know, I'm better with someone I know than yeah. I am with just like on my lonesome. I totally get that. So. I, I think that's normal. All right. Yeah. Should we di- I mean, should we dive into the episode of Ultimate Girls Trip? <laughs> this is episode what? Six? Christmas in September. Christmas in September. I love that cold open is Jill texting Dorinda. Hey, D, so happy we cleared the air. Love Jill. Love that she loved Jill's her text. Like she has her name at the end. The fact, the thing is, okay, I've been late on this train. You guys called this from the get-go. But the fact that Marcos, the entire, the only person that speaks in the cold open of this episode, like sound the alarm. This is not okay. Sound the alarm. And I was like, oh, maybe he's cute under there. Like I'm interested. What's going on, with Marco? Marco doesn't want to be there. Cut him out. I'm not getting even like if Marco felt enthusiastic for the mission he's on. Right. And this was exciting for him. 
He's just not giving anything. It's also like, this is Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, not Real House like... Marcos. Si- House Marcos. It's true. <laughs> they were considering that. I just couldn't believe the confessional. I couldn't. No. Awful. All right, so then it starts, Dorinda and Eva start talking. It got so negative and so dark. Uh, and then whenever anyone says anything to Dorinda this whole morning of like, I can't believe you went that low. And she's like, you know, you say that, but me and Jill have really come to a good place. She texted me this morning. We're in a great place. And it's like, okay, that's one of the like four people that you've violently attacked verbally over the past couple of weeks. Um, I also think it's funny because we get apologies between Jill and Dorinda and between Vicky and Dorinda throughout this episode. And it's like current day right now, they hate her, don't they? Yes. Is it just from rewatching the show? I know Vicky said that Bluestone Manor was old, which it is, and so Dorinda went on a whole rampage about that. I did appreciate Dorinda having, which we didn't see much in New York, regret for drinking so much. Yes. And regret for her behavior. Yes. I thought that was really nice to see because, I mean, frankly, since that's all you want from her. Honestly. And the thing is, she's so, it brings me back to that season with Tensley at the reunion. If she had just said, full-throatedly, I am so sorry for the way I treated you. That would have done a lot for us. And she couldn't do it. She got fired. And now she's made, she's correcting the error, which I appreciate as well. The apology seems sincere. I will say, I feel like this whole episode, producers talk to each one of the cast members and were like, hey, it got too dark. You need to lighten it up. I could see it because also people were like missing for parts of the episode. Yes. There was a big chunk without Brandy and a big chunk without Taylor. Yes. So maybe they were like, you two just take a break, step aside. We're going to figure out how to do a really joyful day. And then the way it ends with them is like, is this better? (laughs) Is this better or is this worse? We'll get to it. But it was a moment. Um, Blah, 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 blah. Jill describes her dress as hooker chic, which I'm like, no, it's not. Dorinda and Jill are doing daily hugs now. Brandy is not going to let it go. And she needs more than just an apology. But... Then, essentially, Dorinda gives her that apology. Brandy kind of pushes back a bit and is just like, you shouldn't have been referencing my children. You shouldn't have referenced anything. This fight didn't have anything to do with you. But at the end of the day, the apology ended it, right? Like, it was over. There was a lot of like, oh, I'm not going to take that. But she took it. Um, I thought it was so annoying, that confessional where Dorinda is crying about this week being a failure. I I didn't make it nice. And she starts crying. It's like, Dorinda, you spent half this season making fun of the other women for crying about something. And like, this is the dumbest of the things anyone's cried about in this house. I know. And believe me, you made it nice every single day. You put the book out. Make it nice is happening. I'm so sorry. If you had to hear a phrase for the rest of your life. Would you rather hear I make it nice or whoop it up? Like, which has one has to be retired because I I love the show. It's lovely. But but I did appreciate whoop it up this week because Vicky's solo. (laughs) So it's annoying when it's like whoop it up, whoop it up, whoop it up. And she's high and everyone else needs to be at her crazy level. Yes. But her super low. I can't whoop it up. I can't whoop it up. I can't fake it. I think that is funny. So I'll take whoop it up. How about you? I think you're right. I think you're right because the thing is, and I feel like a lot of my feelings about these housewives changed this episode. By the end of the episode, I was like, I get why people like Vicky. Well, I we'll get to that. Yes. There was one particular scene where she made me laugh so hard. I couldn't believe it. It, it was not typical for her, though. They I were kind s- of painting it like, oh, typical Vicky, but that's actually not true. Okay, because I'm like, okay, maybe she's delusional, unintentionally funny, and like... I, this I'm understanding more than anything else I've seen of Vicky. Just to jump ahead and we'll get there. Yes. She at some point is crying and sad <laughs> and 
She's like, we're all going to yes. die, which was so die. funny and relatable because like we should all be talking about death all the time. Of course. And she says, put on my tombstone. She died sad. She died sad. Oh my God. I laughed so hard at that. Genuinely. So fucking funny. We've because, all been there. Yes. When you're in a breakup and you're just like, I'm going to die. <laughs> she died sad. <laughs> like it was, it was just super human, relatable, like 100%, real 100%. and self-deprecating. And that is what I love in like a funny housewife Absolutely. is like they're ahead of the joke. Yes. I just I loved that so much. I, I just thought, oh, my God, I wish she wasn't everything else because this is who I want. <laughs> right. Well, and was she like that on OC? Really? Absolutely no. not. Okay. They cut to her thinking, <laughs> which is really funny. Like, I'm sad we're going to die, which like also very, very funny. But yes. that was not I don't think I would characterize her as saying that. Like okay. that wasn't actually within her norm. All right, because I was I was thinking, okay, this is what she is, and now I get it. But you're saying it's not her. No, okay. it's not. It's not. It's so not. She's still, it's very funny. So she does not need to be brought back, is what you're saying. Um, I no, I think especially COVID vaccine yeah. wise, we don't no, need. We that. don't need that. It's true. Uh, Phaedra says too many bitter Bettys holding on to yesteryear. They're going to a winery today. Um, I can't get my head around. Does Eva have a podcast or a radio <laughs> show? She referred to it as a podcast this past episode, but. It's been a radio show. There's like no mic plugged in. It's just fully her talking to a doll in the I, closet. I yeah, I could be that because I just well neither of us have also heard of it. So we uh. I, I assumed it was that show that um, Portia was on that Eva filled in on. Remember that radio okay. show? Was it Ricky Smiley? Something like that. Maybe maybe Eva doesn't even know. I, I'm sure she doesn't. Uh, Dorinda canceled Christmas last night, but she uncanceled it today. I'm bored. Uh, yes, the we're all going to die moment. If I die it's right so now, funny. tell everybody that she died sad. That is so, so sincerely funny. Absolutely it was. Like, like it reminds me of like the original Jill Bethany funny. Yes. Like, the kind where sometimes in Housewives you're you're like, tr- it's not even I'm laughing at them. I'm like literally laughing because you're Absolutely. funny. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that and uh, Brandy thinking that Dorinda was um, <laughs> Brandy's mother's age are the two funniest moments I so far. Agree. I agree. Loved them both. Uh, and again, I am a Jill apologist, but I do appreciate that when uh, that she directly confronts Taylor about like, hey, you brought this up last night out of nowhere and it seemed like you were just trying to bring Brandy back to a bad place. What was that about? Because Vicky and Tamara and Brandy are just kind of, you know, gossiping about it behind her back. And I appreciated that Jill had the one-on-one discussion with her because it didn't make sense. But I do think this whole episode, we're kind of sweeping Brandy's comment under the rug because Dorinda one-upped her on it. But it's like, guys, what Brandy said to kick this whole thing off was truly vile. It's vile enough that it got cut out of the episode. So I get that we're liking Brandy, but like, let's address that too. And I felt like we weren't. Um, Tamra and Phaedra scene was also another scene where I was like, all right, Tamra, because Tamra is. Tamra was doing some producing in that it was scene. A pro- she had the producer hat. She's like, you know, I just want to know more about your relationship. Phaedra doesn't share enough. Who's your boyfriend? Blah, blah, blah. Like, really pulling. This is producer Tamra. This you is- can see Phaedra looking like, can we walk back yet? Like, <laughs> where are we? I am done. I don't want to be here. It was the Tamra that they talk about in From Diamonds, uh, and not all Diamonds and Rose. Yes. Because it was like, she is the producer. And she- we got like a little with Phaedra's. Did we know before that her guy? a physician nope didn't know that he had met the kids didn't know so I guess he's very real she's doing doing a good job of keeping it quiet she is and I mean we'll get to it but I will say I turn on Phaedra Mm -hmm. because the the thing is this also feels like producer fed because now it's happened twice where some housewives like let's discuss how we got fired from our show Phaedra and every time she's like no I won't speak about it no I won't speak about it and I will say 
Phaedra's confessional in which she was like, the reason I got fired was a bunch of BS. And uh, basically there are two sides of every story and the truth. And we only got to hear one side and like sipped her little Coke. It's like, okay, I'm reminded why I hate you. This is unacceptable. What you did was horrible. And also, you were given so much of a runway to get your side out there on the reunion. There were four parts of that reunion. You had a whole hour to talk about it. You're giving, being given a runway to talk about it now so that they could put you back in the fold. And you refused to. Like, this is the problem. Great lawyer. Like, yes, aren't you a lawyer? This is why you lost all of Bobby Brown's cases. Like, what is going on? I just... The thing is, it just makes her look more guilty, the fact that she won't even acknowledge. Like, yeah, what I did was really bad. So, okay, whatever. Uh, Also, another questioning of her lawyerism. Apollo appealed their divorce and won? (laughs) I don't know what that is. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't even know you could appeal divorce. I didn't either. Can you appeal? Is it like the terms of the divorce or the like? Is it irreconcilable differences versus I'm whatever? I don't know. I don't understand. We need to look into it and it does not speak well of Phaedra's luring abilities. Uh, Tamara requests that Phaedra talk to Dorinda about her anger because she gets her words out well and is soft spoken. She's like, sure, okay, we're all going to the winery. Phaedra gives like kind of a... It is funny that all day they're like, we're not going to drink today, we're not going to drink today. And we're going to a winery. I know, it's brilliant. Yes. It's brilliant. Um, Also, just thinking back, what is Jill wearing in that confessional where she has the like orange caftan on? And oh, maybe with the swept? shoulders. Shoulders are out. Crazy. And then like black like armbands, like Avril uh-huh, Lavigne. Like um, wristbands. Yes. Uh, athletic wristbands. Doesn't, I love, you know I love Jill. Doesn't look good. I wonder what was on the bottom. I don't want to know. Oh, okay. I don't, I think it's too, too dark for us. To too know, dark. You know, it's too dark. Like last episode. Uh, Phaedra opens up a favorite book of prayers and then calls out Dorinda at some point. Uh, about like this is a chance for you to grow uh, and Dorinda doubles down on being proud to fix her relationship with Jill um, and yeah all of that BS about Phaedra and why she left and then Brandy says again there are moments where Brandy is so clear and so right on the Monday they flash back to them being in the car on the way to the winery and Brandy says people want to see season one two three Dorinda you'll be put on pause forever if you keep acting like this true that's what we've all said. It's true. And I think Dorinda hears it because she does try to make a change. She curbs her drinking this episode. She even fades in the background for moments during like the Christmas nonsense. And I think it's the best she's come across all season. I agree. Um, then we talk about fun memories. Like, I, I don't know why Taylor's fun memory was Camille dancing, but whatever. Tamara getting engaged, Dorinda having people to the Berkshires the first time. Uh, I'm glad they showed Carol making up the name. Bluestone Manor, because she did. She did. Justice for Carol. True writer. Uh, Jill's favorite trip was Morocco. Brandy loved hanging out with LVP. Uh, Jill says at some point, I was on a lot less than all of you, which is not true. She was on longer than Taylor. Eva had to have been. And I think Brandy was on the same amount of time. Uh, I love that Dorinda opens her Vicky apology with, I am not a bad person, (laughs) which is where all great apologies began. Dorinda and Vicky make up. Um, even though like, but cause Dorinda's like, I just saw you on television. I thought you were very strong and seeing you be upset about this guy made me upset. And it made me take it personally about my house or whatever, which kind of makes sense. Kind of was believable. Like these are the best apologies Dorinda's ever given over her course of her time on being housewife. We then pretend Christmas in September is a thing. Fine. Fine. They all like this episode was a bit of a filler. Like, I like that it's lighter. I like that they're making up. I like that Dorinda is coming around. But it was all sort of a vehicle toward are all these women pan? That was like <laughs> where we got at it's the true. end, which I find nice. Yes. Okay, here's what I'll ask. And okay. I don't mean to be like, 
uh, SJWE white lady about it. Yes. Are we seeing across different shows the sexualization of black people in a way that is... Is anyone else noticing this? I'm glad. Are you noticing this? I didn't have to be the first one to say it. Okay. Because I felt that as well, because everyone's top three included. And sure, Eva is a model. Yes, Eva is a model. Like, also, all the, like... All the women are gorgeous. I get that. I get that. But I feel, maybe, and it's also just because of what happened on Beverly Hills. Exactly. It really struck me. I was like, this just feels, like, weirdly uh, too, like, everyone's too... um, Is anyone saying this? It just feels like, it's like people want, are... almost trying to be complimentary in this like moment and it just comes it's still it's like well spoiler that's a trope too (laughs) like that is a stereotype a sexualization that is still problematic even though you think it's a compliment like it's just it's like being I don't know it's just agreed agreed there are stereotypes that people think are positive that are still stereotypes and bad and problematic so yeah I I mean everyone was kind of laughing it off right and I did appreciate and relate to Jill just being upset (laughs) Because no one wanted to have sex with her. Which is like, of course, I would feel sad if everyone's talking about how they want to have sex with each other and no one wants to have sex with me. And in fairness, Jill is gorgeous, like a beautiful person. But is there a more maternal person? She doesn't. And I think she's also like said that she isn't someone who likes to project that. No. She's more. And on her show, she never was like overtly sexual. Exactly. She's always been these long term monogamous relationships. Yeah. But I I do think there's something very funny and relatable about that. And then I think what's nice is like there have been in earlier years of these shows Mm -hmm. more panic around attraction to women. Do you have sex with them? Are you not like the variability of the ways you can be romantically, sexually, friendship, like those all can coexist in kind of a mishmash. Right. And now I don't think anyone is like raising an eyebrow or having to define themselves. And so just being like, this is all open. We can all talk about it. And Tamara not saying, I'm not having sex with a woman because I'm straight. She's right. like, because I'm married. Yes. Like, those are totally. the rules. I kind of thought that was cool. I thought that was cool, too. I feel like Vicky wasn't quite there. <laughs> she was trying. She said. She wasn't awful. She wasn't awful. But she was still like, oh, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm only for men. I only could be with And men. what a great taste in men she has. <laughs> if anyone is out there to prove the good things men have that women don't, it's. Yeah. Miss Brooks and Lodge yes. and the best one she got was Don. So yes. Don Gunvalson. I but mean, if you're looking for a man with giant veneers, Vicky will give you their number. Or the like weird. Remember when they show this and he has like the weird like yellow Ooh. mangled. But then also, um, yeah, I thought, OK, so then we also here get into the De- we go back to the Denise. We're going back, and it's like, Denise isn't on this show, but she gets a whole segment on this episode where Brandy's talking about how that all happened and then Tamara's like yeah when that happened Denise called me and my advice to her which was good advice was like if it didn't happen just don't talk about it don't give it a lot of life and it'll go away it was the opposite maybe not Denise's fault because everyone kept bringing it up um and then it also is funny to just like really confirm that Brandy was really about to be on the reunion that season. And then Denise said, if she's there, I won't go. And so she got canceled. It's just a mess. And then Tamara being like, well, yeah, Denise hit on me at BravoCon. And of course they had to put up the like, oh, the source is close to Denise. Deny this. But I also feel is it's so bad. Like Denise Richards is on OnlyFans now. Her daughter's on OnlyFans. She seems to, and she's like historically very sexually open her first season on the show she was very sexual like it seems like such a short-sighted thing like the viewers of the real housewives even though people think it's like a cotton candy tv show we're not 
idiots. Like, if she were just to be like, oh, yeah, we're open. Aaron doesn't get jealous if I sleep with women. But, like, you know, whatever. It would be a non-issue. Yeah. No one would care. I think your kids even would get over it. Like, I heard her whole thing is like, my kids, my kids. Like, well, your kids are on OnlyFans. Like, they understand sexuality in some way. And look at the tone of the conversation here. Like, it can be light. It can be whatever. So, she has the right to deny it but she made it this big right. snowball thing um, but also if you're gonna have sex with someone on the housewives and you don't want it to be discussed don't pick Brandy don't, and the thing is don't pick Brandy and don't pick Tamara yeah. like you could have picked so many more people that would have kept this under wraps for 100%. you 100% those two are not those they those two are not they Mm-mm. no um, so and then Jill says right I just think it's so funny vindicating my Brandy <laughs> About like uh, Tamara talking about uh, how Denise hit on her too. I just, I guess the closeness of these women, I find surprising. Like, did we see Brandy and Vicky like make up or become close? They're like holding hands, they're kissing on the mouth. She's like, let me sit next to you. Like, when did this happen? I swear, first episode, she Vicky was like, she's not a person I'd want to be around. This whole uh, I don't know evolution, I find strange. Uh, Dorinda is on her best behavioral night. I did like what Brandy said. I actually want to hear from Jill. It's going to sound crazy. And she's still like, I must have been hours later upset that no one wanted to have sex with her. And so she's like, well, then I'm not, I'm just not going to say anything at this dinner because no one wanted to have sex with me. And it's like, okay. I love it. I would do it too. Phaedra mm-hmm. says something where I just have so many questions about like, who are the gay people around her? She says, I like to be at the top, referring to Brandy's like list of people she wants to have sex with. I like to be at the top, but Brandy is the top. So I guess I'll be a versatile bottom. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, who taught you this? Like, where is this coming from? I need to know who the gay people around Phaedra are. Because she, she's got a lot of info. There's just a lot. Of, were was, you like... Were you like, oh, that is like the, the right way to use it? Or were you like, that's the wrong way to use it? I didn't even, it didn't get even there occur, because the terminology, I, the terminology I was like, my brain, the waves in my brain were like, wait, wait, wait. Got it. Okay, it was okay. just, so maybe okay. I'll have another feeling in a day or something and I'll be able to tell you. But right now. I do appreciate she's so over the top in her confessionals. She hilarious. just is like, and always just like with like a smirk. I it's know. It's so it, like it, performative. It's lovely. Uh, there's another Taylor Brandy reconciliation. I don't care. Don't care. Discussion of their skinniness. I don't care. Don't care. Uh, again, this is the best I've liked Tamara this entire season. She goes out, talks to Eva, like trying to be quiet. Taylor makes me snore. And I'm like, girl, I agreed. I agreed that whole, just because we've had this conversation every night since we've been here. Like, enough. 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 The fake snow outside, I do like. That yeah, was cute. You know that I have a soft spot for Christmas shit. You and Dorinda. Me and Dorinda are very similar in that one <laughs> way. Um, this also feels like the finale. They're all like holding each other and like the snow is falling. Like what else happens? Like They have one more day? They have one more day. I assume that means one more episode. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, but what else happens from that? Then they do Secret Santa. I kind of stopped taking notes because like... I don't care the about vibrator. There's a vibrator. There's a vibrator and a Gucci scarf that Tamra gets stolen from. She steals it back. She gives Taylor a lap dance. She Brandy sits on Jill, gives Jill a lap dance, and uh, Vicky doesn't want one. They dance, uh, and then Dorinda says, "We laughed, we cried, and made everyone say we they made, made it nice." nice. It's like, oh, truly kill me. But again, a moment that I'm warming to Vicky. Every time I have tequila, it makes me want to have sex. <laughs> Is the end button of the episode from Vicky much better than that Berserkers bit? She shit. woke up. She did. Vicky woke up. I hate that it took this long 
but it's also like great episode for Vicky. Great up, and it's like how bad must Dorinda be that I'm like rooting for Vicky Gunvalson? Yeah, I know a monster. I know. Um, so I'm enjoying it. This was a lighter episode. We needed a lighter episode. It could have been a little bit more impactful. But it was cute. It was light. Had a bit of a clip show moment happening. It did. There was a lot of flashbacks to everybody's seasons. It's true. It's Could true. Do without. Uh, also on Jill's like subscriber only Instagram, she <laughs> accidentally confirmed that Tamara is back on the Housewives next season and uh, that Vicky is not happy about it. Which is very funny. <laughs> that is very funny. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there any other Housewives news or shit that happened this week of note? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. Beverly Hills is still trying my last nerve um no no oh no well i guess that's it we're doing a short episode today janie short and sweet short and sweet uh thank you so much for being here thank you for having me thanks to all the um non-cathies out there (laughs) (laughs) if you don't know janie's very anti i'm anti the term kathy i love the cathies i am one technically but i prefer we all for people out there who don't like the name We're going to figure out our own thing, okay? <laughs> We're going to have the trefoils. Yes. Or whatever. The tag along gang. Whatever it is. The Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> DMs are open. The DMs are open. It was you and, uh, was it Starbag? I feel like Starbag, yeah, our comments else. are bit, not a Kathy's fan. Honestly, I like to get into those comments and stir some stuff up, but I didn't have to stir much. You really didn't. This did not start with you. No. And your so. friend Corey doesn't like it either. Well, too bad. <laughs> That is my end of note. Two gay bads. Two gay bads. Uh, <laughs> but thank you for being here. Everyone follow Janie at Janie Fierce wherever you get your social media. And uh, we'll be back next week with the finale probably. Oh, it's here for Marco. Oh, uh, I know. We're going to miss Marco the we most of all. Nice. <laughs> no, I won't say it. <laughs> thank you for watching or listening. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye, y'all. 